In this 70-page novella, an Antarctic research team discovers and thaws the ancient frozen body of a crash-landed alien. The creature revives with terrifying results, shape-shifting to assume the exact form of animal and man. Paranoia ensues amongst the crew as the band of frightened men work to discern friend from foe and destroy the creature before it challenges all of humanity. Does this sound familiar? This novella inspired three feature films, most notably John Carpenter's 1982's The Thing. This is Who Goes There by John W. Campbell. All right, All right, this is everything. We are going to be talking about every version of the thing. We're going to talk about today the short story written in, I think it was 1938. 1938? Um, called, oh my God. Um, Who Goes There, right? Who Goes There. Wow. Strong start. Gotcha. Who Goes gotcha, There bro. by John W. Campbell. Um, after that, we're going to watch the 1951 version of the movie The Thing from Another World. Then we're going to watch. John Carpenter's 1982 is the thing, which I think is probably the definitive version of this story. Then we're actually going to, there's a PS2 video game that is a sequel to the movie. I'm going to try to play it and talk about it. And then we're going to talk about the, the, the prequel from 2011 called The Thing as well. So it's, it's going to be a fun ride. All right. I'm here with Gannon, my buddy from work and just life. What's up, dude? Hey man, how we doing? I'm doing all right. Um, he's an English teacher, so I and honestly, you're the only one I can get to read the story and talk with me about it. So, if I, I, I just imagine myself trying to ask Jordan and Jared, "Hey, you guys want to read a 70 page?" No, we're not doing that. Like it's just a bunch of no's. Well, it, it took me about like I don't know 10 pages getting in where I was like, "Man, what have I gotten myself into here?" So <laughs> <already> committed, dude. <laughs> It's not that bad. All right, so let's, what, are, what are your quick thoughts on the story? You've, ta- you've known me well enough that I don't have very many quick thoughts. Um, so... <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so, it was... First off, because once I finished reading the story, I, I went back and, and, and then I watched the, the John Carpenter movie, and so I'm trying to kind of pull... The differences so in focusing solely on the the story out man i would say the first thing was um great conceptually like the concept of the thing the concept of the alien i thought was really really cool as is 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 in a lot of great science fiction novellas and stories or whatever yeah, yeah. i thought but i i thought the delivery in the actual short story was pretty flat yeah, I think I'm with you. I like the ideas. Like the idea of there's this creature that's mimicking other people and slowly taking over. It's like the game Among Us or something, right? And it's slowly taken over and people are not... Tr- the idea is awesome. Like I'm with you there. It's a really cool idea. Right. The pros is probably the issue we have, right? <laughs> well, and and that's where I come back because when I sit here and think back to the concept of, you know, I'd never thought of like this, this alien that not only can, you know, we're going to talk about like, you know, this, this body snatcher kind of thing, but where this alien can take its mass and actually like be multiple people at the same time, you know, within its mass. I thought that was crazy. And I thought that was a really scary concept. So when I know that concept initially, like, I'm, I'm like super elevated about like, oh man, this is going to be really, really intense. And then you, there was just a bunch of talking 
<laughs> majority of the story, man. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of characters in this, man. And God, one please. thing I did like, though, is like I think a lot of the character names kind of carry over to the 82 version of the movie, it right? Did. Which it is, sure which did. is cool. So after I realized that, I was like, oh, so McReady is Kurt Russell. Okay, in my head, he's yeah. Kurt Russell. Although, that's, <laughs> Kurt Russell's not this superhuman, bronze, golden god that is described in the books over and over again, which I thought was really funny. I, I don't know, though, man. When I, was, when I was watching the movie and I'm sitting there staring at, you know, 1982 Kurt Russell, I'm like, that is... That is a that's a pretty man. That's like that. man. Yeah. <laughs> really, really is. Well, okay. Before we, I know we have a lot of criticism. You know, I would say we enjoyed the story, though, right? We, I would say we enjoyed it overall. Um, I, I would, I would say that uh, watching the '82 movie with the story really, really helped move okay. me forward with the story. But yeah, it was good. I mean, it was fine. That's like, uh, I'm going to diverge here. It's like when I watch. I can't watch Quantum of Solace without watching Casino Royale first. Like, it's so much better watching Casino Royale right before it, you know? Right, right. It's one of those things. Um, okay, so let's talk about what we liked. What did we like? Uh, we already talked about the idea in general. What <laughs> else did you like? So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweak your wording there a little bit. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say like, okay. but I'm going to say appreciated. Okay? Um, yeah, so... I thought that um, I thought it was really, really well thought out, and you could really tell uh, it was Campbell, right? Was the author? You could tell you could tell that he once again had this idea, and then he thought of all of the different facets of this idea, and like you know, wow, what would different people think about, and what would be some of the holes behind you know some of these theories or whatever, and and he plugged that into the story, so. I could appreciate the fact that he had all of these holes and like well thought out within his short story. Um, I just thought it, it, it slowed down the narrative so much, but I can appreciate the fact that he had thought all these things through. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, although some of his description of like the tests were kind of hard to follow. And I, I, oh, I, I yeah. Didn't ask you about that. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, dude. Well, and and I come back and I come back to the '82 version where I'm sitting here watching the narr- like 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 watching this movie. And I'm like, oh my god, like they just simplified everything because yeah. because Campbell's just going through this giant long, you know, and, and, and it wasn't. And the part that was killing me too, and I guess I can appreciate the fact that he wasn't insulting the intelligence of his audience because, mm-hmm. dude. He he would he would like break mid sentence in some of this dialogue and go to somebody else talking about some random crap or whatever. Yeah. And you were like, wait, what? Like what? what? Like there, there were moments because I bought it on Kindle for a dollar. Me too. Yeah. There were mo- there were moments when I had to go back to the free PDF just to make sure that there wasn't like an error on the <laughs> like on the free. Yeah, because I was like, wait, what? What are we talking about now? And I had to go back and like double check it to make sure that that's the actual story. You know, it was it was interesting. Yeah, I, uh, we'll say that I want to. Talk more about that, but I, I want to save that. I want to try to keep it positive for at least five minutes. I appreciate. I don't want to add on. He didn't insult my intelligence. He didn't. I don't want to add on to it and then make it sound like we're we're just like shooting on it. Um, I'll say the pace. I like the pace. I like the fact that it started off. There wasn't some exhibition to go find this. It was like here's an ice block with an alien inside of it. We found it in a spaceship. It's probably millions of years old. And it just starts like they don't it it just kind of starts with the alien in ice and then 
it gets going from there. There's no, I don't know. I like the pace. I like the fact that it just goes, you know, does that make sense? And by goes, you mean they found this frozen alien that they had to thaw out. That's what you mean by liking the pace. And yeah, like it, it just starts. Like there's no, there's no, look, I just read the fifth book in the Harry Potter series. And when I tell you, it took like 200 pages to get to Hogwarts. I was like, can we fucking get to Hogwarts? Dude, did I forewarned you? I told you the first three hundred pages of book five are gonna, gonna wear you out, man. And then it's fine. The last forty are so awesome. Um, They're great. But man, I was, I just, I just like that it doesn't feel that it needs to like spend. Awesome, this is also a complaint. Twenty pages going over each character, so we know them and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's just like, y'all. Here's an alien on our table. Let's talk about some terrible, sh- terrible ideas that scientists come up with, and let's just let's just go, right? It just starts. So, so I okay. So, and once again, I'm not I'm I'm not going into just like a bitch fest here, but like I, I found that to be an interesting, like like stylistic choice, I guess, within the actual novel mm-hmm. or the novella, because. All right, so so I think of like our, our like one of our definitive science fiction writers. I think of Ray Bradbury, yeah. and I think and I think his concepts are so incredible. But the thing that he also did was he gives you like the human emotion, and he gives you this atmosphere within his stories as well, which which you're kind of like kind of toying or towing the line between these two, this high concept science fiction, but then also this like very very human emotion. And I felt like within the story, I found it very very interesting that Campbell had all of the science fiction stuff figured out, yeah. and he in detail had it figured out. But I almost want to say I. I was needing a little bit more connection within some of the characters because, like you said, it was the, the pacing was good, but it also kind of wore me down a little bit because I, I, I was losing who people were. You know, I was like, okay, that's the biologist. Okay, that's the physicist. Okay, that's that's the bronze god over there, and and whatever. But you know, at one point they say that there's. Well, whatever, but yeah. at one point they're saying there's like so what thirty seven people in here, and I, I know, I, I know, and I'm. And I'm like, oh God! Like, am I gonna have <laughs> to this who's who of, of of who's whatever? You know, it was crazy. It, it took until like the third chapter. Where I was like, wait, I'm supposed to know who these people are? Like, I was like, they all have lines and dialogue that carry on throughout the whole story. And I was like, I'm not going back and rereading all that to kind of figure it out. You know, but that's one of right. my complaints too. Is right? There's just too many characters and not enough time getting to know. Like, it's oh, the characters almost. They could have just called them the mechanic, the cook. You know, right. I feel like that would have been so much easier. But like, all the characters sounded the same. There wasn't any like they weren't very different from each other. And you're right. The pay, because of the pacing, it it didn't get a chance to really dive into the characters and separate them from each other. But at the mm-hmm. same time, because I wasn't able to separate the characters from each other, I'm glad it just kind of moved on and it was like it wasn't a drawn out thing. Where I was like, wait, who the fuck is this? You know, <laughs> like it was over in like a minute. And I was like, oh, I don't care. Okay, he's he's done anyway. Move it on. Well, so and, and and that's that's where I got stuck, man. Okay, and this was like one of my biggest like qualms with the stories. I was like, all right. So I thought the novella was the worst possible decision because I was like, you could have either made this a short story or you could have made this a full blown novel. Because had you made it a full blown novel, now all of a sudden you're adding character development, you're adding atmosphere, you're you're building the tension for like what's happening to make us like actually kind of give more of a shit. Yeah, yeah. Or or 
if you're going to do it into a short story, then you simplify all of the science, and all of a sudden I have a more simplified narrative um, that I'm. It's easier to follow that I'm actually like, like, man, I'm feeling the fear of the alien with them rather than being like, what the fuck are they talking about with all this like science mumbo jumbo, dude? It like burned me out. So I thought the novella, like them making it that like right in the middle, I thought once again kind of kind of burned me out a little bit. So funny you say that because I think they found a bunch of his notes for this story, mm-hmm. and it, I think he had plans to make it a novel. And I think last year they actually published the novel, like they expanded on it. I'm not going to go back and read it, but like it, it's out there, you know. But um, also, did you know they made a version of the thing from the point of view of the thing? Dude, so I saw. I was doing a little bit of my research uh, via Wikipedia, and uh, and I saw that like it was like came out what in 2010, and it like got won all of these awards or whatever. I, I didn't look much, yeah, I didn't look much into it or whatever, but I did see that they had come up with one from the point of view of the that, thing. The fact that it won the awards makes me think it's actually really good. I might have to get into that now. <laughs> like I might, I, I, now I'm kind of interested. So um, we'll just do another podcast over that one. No, okay, cool. That's yeah. not an official canon entry, Mr. Russ. Um, um, I do like the themes of identity and trust and paranoia. I thought that was handled pretty well. You know, um, mm-hmm. you really got a sense that like, these crew crew members didn't trust each other at one point. And I also like that we're like the movie kind of focuses more on like, I don't trust that person. I think he might be here and all that stuff. This book had that, but it also had like, am I an alien? Like, am I a creature? Like, am I taking over? I don't know it. I thought that was a really cool kind of perspective on it too. I don't think the movie kind of dove into that too much. I don't know. You just watched it. So, Actually, actually, before we do that, can can you explain to me real quick, and based oh, yeah. on the story itself? So, are we under the impression that the alien, like, eats these people and then becomes them, or like, what exactly happens to these people? That was one of my questions <laughs> for you. I was like, let's let Gannon try to answer this. So, I mean, so there's that scene early on where. They catch the alien. The dogs catch the alien eating one of the dogs, right? And they just tear that thing to shreds. So I'm assuming, I don't know. Like, does it just digest the person and then take over? I don't don't know. He didn't really go into that, did he? Well, you know. Or their body's hidden somewhere, you know? Right, right, right. Well, and, and 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 so then you start thinking about, like, all right, so... Because they're so concerned about, like, man, you know, we, we, I don't want to be infected. I don't want to become this alien or whatever. But, but then you're like, but you don't get eaten. You're just kind of infected. I mean, I don't know how much. So I guess since you're asking, is it like a zombie thing where you become infected and you don't know? Or is it where your body is buried somewhere and there's an imposter running around as you, right? I don't know. Well, well I, I'm even thinking more like, like your your own consciousness within your own body. You know, where you're like, so if if I was under the impression that the okay, and like you said, you're going to ask me this question. I was under the impression that this thing like uh, absorbs and digests you to some degree, and then like mimics who you who you are through this absorption and digestion. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but that's fine. Um, but then, but then I'm like, okay, so if you, if if let's say this thing, because because we're talking, keep in mind in the novel, like this thing, like a tiny little bit of this thing can infect you, so it's not it's it, it's not like it's eating you at that point. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's because you can be infected by this little bit of blood or whatever it is to to turn into the thing. Remind you know? me, did they go into this at all in the movie? Um, well, that's part of the thing with like the the serum at the end is they're talking about, um, you know, that like that's how we find out who's part of the like who's a creature and who isn't. Mm-hmm. I think I the, the thing that I, and, and I I know we're not talking about the movie, but that's what I loved about the movie is that they left a lot of these questions a little more unanswered. But but I was satisfied with them not necessarily answering it because you got a lot of more of these moments in the movie where like the thing is like like wrapping its tentacles around you and like you know crushing you or like eating you with its yeah. like stomach teeth or whatever and you so you're getting that you're you know you're getting that moment and yeah. i'm and i'm good with it but this but like in the short story or excuse me the novella it's it's going into this idea like where it's explaining all of the science and going into this just like painstaking length to make sure that everything has been taken care of, but then that's not explains really like how that process works or or even thought of like if you are infected, how much of an infection do you have? Because you saw some of those people going crazy where they're like, "Man, am I infected?" Yeah, you yeah. know, and you're like, and you're like, "Well, if you are, you." I mean, you seem all right. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't know. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> um, I will say, um, as tedious and difficult as it was to kind of get through, I it did read pretty modern. Like the, the language was pretty modern, you know. And I was kind of surprised with that. You know, it wasn't like look, we're English teachers, so when we ever if we have to teach um, Catcher in the Rye, there's slang in there. You know, like they necked and stuff like that. And you're like, what? You have to explain it to your students. There's nothing like that. You'd have to explain right. the science, maybe. But, right. like, the language I thought was really modern. That kind of took me by surprise. But really, I think the story kind of took off, at, uh, obviously, at the end. Once McReady kind of figures out the test, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay. Now, now it got real good. It, even, it, it felt rushed still. But at that moment, it was easier to follow, and it was a real good climactic ending, I guess. I don't know. Is that your favorite part? Probably like when it took off at the end. So, so the part I, I would say by default, um, because I felt like so much of everything else was, oh man, something happened over in this other room, and let me passively talk about it to everybody else, and then let's discuss a little more science. At least by the end, when you have the moment with Blair. You know, and you find out that he's making this anti-gravity machine to try to escape, and you actually like get to have this confrontation with the thing at the end. Um, it, it has to be. It has to be the climax. It has to be because yeah. at least I'm like, at least I'm dropped into the action a little bit more. Everything else felt very like this happened there, and now let me tell you about what happened in this passive voice, and I'm not. Li- yeah, I'm not living the action at all. You know. I, uh... Even at the end, I was still kind of like, "Wait, what's this test they're doing now?" Like, I, I had to go on Wikipedia. I thought I had it because in the in my mind, I had my I had the movie version with fire, right? And I was like, "Wait, are they lighting this test tube on fire and seeing what the blood does?" And I was like, "Okay." And I went on Wikipedia. I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, I got it now. I got it figured out." But well, dude, and, and, and that's and that's what I loved about the eighty two version of the movie was yeah. they took 
they took all of these 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 concepts that Campbell was coming up with and they super simplified them, you know. And 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 I come back to what I was saying before, and, and I don't mean this as a complaint because it, it's a good thing. I, I I can appreciate that Campbell did not insult the intelligence of his audience mm-hmm. because man, he he dabbled into a lot of a lot of scientific explanation. But to be honest, maybe he should have insulted their intelligence a little bit and just maybe dumped it down a little more or for the mass. An extra sentence, mm-hmm. slow like explaining a little bit more. Even I know it sounds counterproductive what you're talking about, but at least like give us some time to process what you're saying. You know, this 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 is what he needed, dude. This is what he needed. He needed one of his thirty-seven freaking characters to be like, you know, I don't know, dipshit Fred. Yeah. That's like, you know, explain this in you know language terms. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, oh, dipshit Fred doesn't know what's going on again. You know, and then yes. Yeah. And then at the end, dipshit Fred knows everything. Like, oh yeah, you're a fucking, you're an alien. You're Fred, dude. You should know any of this. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, let's I, go ahead, and that was a great section of what we liked about the story. <laughs> let's go into what we didn't appreciate so much. Um, let's talk about these scientists when it starts off. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm not a scientist, so maybe they're onto something and I'm not. There's a giant ice block on a table. I'm stuck in the Antarctic, nowhere to go. Inside this ice block is a... I don't even know how to describe it. It's a Morpheus alien. It said it had a beak. And my buddy says, hey, let's thaw this bitch out. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, sir. (laughs) Excuse me. Right. No. We are scientists. (laughs) We're not going to unleash this alien monster. He's like, oh, no. Don't worry. He's not like humans... You know, when you thought humans, they die. They're too complicated. He seems like a complicated being, so he won't wake up. It's like, that's, okay, okay, I'm on board now. Yeah, bullshit. Go ahead. You have thoughts. So, okay, I actually was okay with that. Oh, my God. No, hear me out. out. Okay, hear me out, and let me explain. And And I'll explain the part that pissed me off. When I was okay with that, all right. And and by the way, you also forgot like the three red eyes in your description because oh, my man. God, they brought those freaking three red eyes up like a gazillion How times. Could I that, that is literally the like tentacles and three red eyes was the extent of like the picture I had in my head of whatever the hell was going. I will on. say that the beak threw me for a loop. I was like, it has a beak. <laughs> what? I, then at that point, it's like I don't know what I'm picturing anymore. Well, see, so then think about that, dude. So like, okay, so if this thing is absorbing or whatever people what the hell does it need a beak for what is it breaking through i mean is it eating people then like what's it i don't know okay all right keep going anyway so okay so we have the um you're talking about like the scientists wanting to to frost this thing okay so these people are on this antarctic expedition right yeah and, and I sit here and think about, okay, what kind of person is going to say yes to going on an Antarctic expedition? Because that would suck. And it's the people that are looking for glory and fame and to have their name engraved into history. And so a person, if they found a freaking frozen block of alien, wow. you're right. Sci- science, scientifically, you're right. That's a stupid decision. But, man, they're freaking pride and... They're like being put into the annals of history with being able to find this alien race that got in the way, and I thought it clouded their judgment. However, however, 
the part that killed me on this on the other end of that was the people that are going to be in Antarctica are going to have a pretty strong uh, pretty strong resolve as far as who they are. I felt like the people, and I understand it's a creepy alien, I get it, I thought uh, too many of the people went crazy too quickly. Hmm. Where you had a couple of those people, because like, I'm just sitting here, man, you're, you're, you're isolated in Antarctica. Yeah. You're isolated, bro. Like, and I understand maybe you falling into madness, but like, dude, like Blair, like lost his shit within yeah. like the first like two seconds of that freaking the alien coming out. I'm not saying it wouldn't be scary, but bro, like I would think the people like that you brought into this expedition would have a sounder like resolve than oh my god, alien! I'm fucking going crazy. Oh my god, it could be anybody. Well, what so. if they're like some of them are like I'm just a cook. You know, like I'm not, and some of them are like, I just like check the temperature of the ice every morning, you know, and then it's like, now there's an alien and like some of these people, I feel like they are, they're out there alone in, in, in Antarctica and they're just, now there's an alien ring. It's like, I didn't sign up for this shit. Like I just check temperatures on stuff, you know, like, I don't know. It's not like they're hard. Some of them obviously like are engineers or whatever and they, they could do some shit, but like can do some shit. Maybe, maybe if there was a, a page or two explaining this more, I could buy into it. You know, that logic that you just spat out, but there wasn't, you know? And I was like, mm. since it wasn't or, explained. Or or just give me a little more atmosphere and, and make me feel the tension a little bit more that made them go crazy. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I never believed. Like, and I understand, once again, we talk about this great concept. I understand conceptually that would be, like, scary as hell. I get that. Yeah. But I never, I never got it to the point where I didn't believe when Blair, like, loses his mind early on. I, I, I wasn't bought into him losing his mind. I'm like, dude, like... Like you, you signed up. You're the biologist that signed up to come down to this Antarctic expedition. You were one of them that like had the block of like I don't know. Like it just it didn't make sense for him to go crazy that quickly. I don't know. I wonder if if this story changed its approach instead of focusing on a bunch of characters, it it focused on the point of view of one. You know, and a character that we truly kind of like rooted for and knew and liked, and maybe at the end you realized at some point in the story. You missed it, but if you go back, you can find it. It becomes a thing. That character becomes a thing, and he doesn't know it, or I don't know, like just something—a character that we can have some sort of emotional attachment to. Because I didn't really care who died in this story. No, I didn't either. No, I was like, right. I hope they all die at this point. You just fought out an ancient alien. Like, what's wrong well, with you? Well, and it, it would have almost been a, a like a more fitting closure to the. I don't know, to the novella at that point. I mean, you, you got to the end and like, you know, oh, and they they killed it and they and they literally talk about it having like a bluer sun and, on its planet for the last line of the story. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell, what the hell is that? <laughs> I think it would have been cool. Yeah. So how would, okay, hold on. How, how, how do you think it should have ended? Do you think, do you like the ending or do you think they all should have died? I think they all should have died. So, so, I think the part I have to like pull myself away from is the John Carpenter movie yeah. where, because we're talking about like science fiction horror at that point. And, and I understand that like Campbell's, you know, novella is still meant to be science fiction horror, but I, I really, I really, I don't know, man. Like maybe, maybe all of them die. Like maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe he ends up like, you know, they find like some, a, 
a batch of morphine and they OD on the morphine and kill themselves or something? I don't, I don't know. It, but, 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 but then they're like, but then they can at least say that like, I don't know, you know, we did this for the greater good of mankind because I can't, I can't even tell if I'm infected or not mm-hmm. because that, and that's what I come back to the same thing is like, how can you, how do you know or not know? Or like, what does that feel like if you are actually infected or not? You know, I don't know. So let's talk about, um, Oh shit. Hold on. Let's talk about some of the, the way he describes stuff. There's a line at the end of this, near the end of the story. I just want to read it to you, okay? The huge blowtorch McGrady had brought coughed solemnly. Abruptly, it rumbled disapproval throatily. Then it laughed gurglingly. What the fuck are we talking about here? <laughs> like, I felt like he was like just feeling himself when he wrote this. He was like, oh yeah, throatingly. Yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, oh, and it gurgled. It's one big throat metaphor. It's a flamethrower, bro. Just come on. I don't know. And 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 you can't you can't not picture like him with that flamethrower like during that description where he's got it like you know like right in front of his dick, just kind of like <laughs> right, like like it's a yeah. fucking just kill <laughs> You can't not picture that, right? Like, it has to be like that, man. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, and of course, now that I've seen the 82 version, I can't unsee Kurt Russell. So I just got a young Kurt Russell, like, holding his dick flamethrower. Just... That actually works in my brain. Like, it's easy to picture him doing that. I know. All right, man. I got, a, I got a couple more points I want to talk about. I want you to try to explain the original blood test that the crew comes up with. <laughs> with the animals. <laughs> so so i had no fucking clue what was going on in in the book i just well dude the only thing okay and and, and so i i've cheated a little bit because like i said i went and saw the movie and you know and they were like oh and then you know you put the blood in here and then it mixes and if it reacts this way or doesn't react or whatever, then that's how you can tell if they're an alien, you know? And it was like, Oh, you know, and that, and that, and it was funny cause they explained it in the movie, but then of course they like, they don't have the blood, the blood goes missing or, or, or somebody yeah. sabotages the movie. Right. Well, I, but you're missing I just, the part where you have to inject it into a dog, which may be immune to some kind of blood. And so you have to like train it to get, you know, like, <laughs> So, so, so this, as I'm going through this, I'm, I'm trusting John Campbell yes. to simplify the, you know, I'm like, John, I don't know what the F you're talking about. I mean, like, can we please have like some crazy reaction or like, I don't know, the blood bubbles or some, 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 some psycho thing to make me understand what the hell you're talking. Cause I had no clue what was going on. Yeah. I was like, I'm assuming you're going to fit, you're going to explain this to me, but I had no idea. I think. <laughs> a good way to figure it out. I think you get rid of that original blood test. Just it's not working. Cut it out. You ch- replace it with you realize the dogs are able to notice the difference between human and thing. Right? And so now it's like now we have to put you in a cage with the dog and see how it reacts. You know? And but, they, but but weren't they at that point where all the dogs like didn't they find out that they yeah, were all infected? You, you don't that? write that part though. You get there later and then all of a sudden the thing the, whoever Whichever crew members are the thing realize, oh shit, and so they have to find a way to infect or kill these dogs before the tests take place. You know, just kind of like in the movie where all the blood gets stolen, it's the same premise, right? right? That's just, I don't know. They're just 
off the top of my head. Well, and, 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 that, and so I come back to the difference where, like, in the movie, the blood's gone, and they're like, WTF are we going to do now? Which is fun. Yeah. It, it, it adds to the tension of, like, oh, my God, like, y'all are screwed. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this one, it's like, oh, well, we have this test, and here's the serum, and blah, 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 and let's stand around and wait for this serum to do something, and that's it and we're going to talk more about the serum and the science and and the reactions and i'm like oh my god like move it along bro so i want you to now i'm going to put you on the spot again please explain the powers of this alien (laughs) i don't know like it 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 felt like it felt like some superman crap where all of a sudden it was just like oh it can also do this no and not only that dude not only that I found it astounding that within this span of time, because like you said, we were talking about the pace of, of everything that's happening, that they could even like deduce a majority of the like the information that they got about this thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, how are you? How are you figuring that? Like, one guy like, is just what? talking, and he, he's really talking to us. You know, he's like, oh, no, no, because this alien is like that. He's from a different moon, so that's why he's doing this. And you're like, wait, what? How do you know this? Oh, it's just exposition for us at this point. Okay. And you just go with it, but... Well, it, but, but and, and that ends up being, like, the flaw in, in, in Campbell's whole setup here is because Campbell, you, you almost felt like in his novella, he was so excited that he had this, like, sound idea mm-hmm. of what this alien could be or whatever that he didn't think about... Well, but how are you actually going to get this information across to people and make it realistic that they would even know that information? You know, like it, it, it didn't make it didn't make any sense, you know, and, and people were just getting to a point where like they were, you know, they, they weren't even questioning it. They were like, oh, that, that must that's what it is. Like that, that must be the new fact. I mean, you're you're the freaking biologist or the physicist or whatever. And you've had a good six hours to think this through with zero fucking evidence or whatever or samples so but, confidently too like no this is it this, this is why this, this is what it is yeah right you know and it, it was i don't know okay I, so to the best of my knowledge it can imitate beings mm-hmm. it can multiply without breeding right it kind of just separates itself and becomes multiple multiples of itself um it can go in between cracks it can even read minds and transmit thoughts right right because there's the moment where they're dreaming they have these dreams about being taken over oh yeah right right? and i wonder if that was just a creature taken over i don't know but that's kind of what i oh also so the creature in my mind it was built up as this survivalist built being it's just built to survive in any way it's going to imitate and copy and figure it's figure a way out to survive and take over it's like a it's like the the xenomorphs they're going to find a way to just take over right right then at the end it's building an anti-gravity device to fly off to the (laughs) mainland it's like what the fuck no science (laughs) it's building an anti-gravity device in a shed in the antarctic and and I guess I guess the part, like, I I don't know, man. Like, it, it, and it seemed it seemed inconsistent with like some of the powers that I thought it had. Because mm. like I I even got the impression. So, okay, so I remember like when Blair is 
like put away or whatever, or trapped or whatever for the five days, which is giving the like the creature time to build this anti gravity machine, right? Yeah. So we're under the impression that the creature could get out, right, to go get stuff or to work on stuff, right? Yeah. Like he wasn't building this anti gravity machine just in this like little spot, they right? Said he had, he had to go like get a stuff. whole week to himself just to do what he wanted because they just left that guy out there. So, so, but, but was he able to get like as the alien? Was he able to get out of that room? Yeah, like he could slip through cracks and he could. So, 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 so then why, if he can do anything that he wants to do and like change his body to whatever he wants, like how could this alien not just kill everybody? I don't understand if he can get anywhere that it wants to go and it can literally just like shrink itself or flatten itself or whatever it, it, it doesn't it, so it doesn't have any freaking rules yeah like like i don't understand why it even needs like the to be a person in the first place You're it can like just me. like you need rules well yeah so, so i'm just so so just hang out in the bathroom and whenever a guy takes a shit you just infect him and then move on to the next guy and you're done like i don't i don't get plan. it man that's a good plan but I think I mean my counter was going to be they, they hung out in groups and they took shifts sleeping right so it couldn't just infect one who was wandering off by himself because they were never by themselves but I guess you take a shit by yourself you just put a hole in that plan I don't know well, I don't and, and I don't I don't know you know so so the okay so so then explain this so the only rule that the alien had was to be able to infect somebody like they had to be by themselves? No, but in order to do so covertly and not get torn to shreds and beat up, yeah. You know? So what is stopping... So so is one of the only other rules is that... Because apparently like this alien's mass can infect this person, pull away from its original mass and the other mass. Both masses are still fine. So what... So is the alien... Are we under the impression that the alien can't do this itself. And so they, like, so why wouldn't, so if the alien knew it could do this, just think about this. If the alien knew it could do this, couldn't the alien just like rip off pieces of itself and infect everybody at the exact same time and it's over. But I, I think it would be destroyed. Like they'd be like, Oh shit, right. let's destroy these pieces that are ripping off. No, but I'm, okay. So, just th- so think, think of like, if the alien knows science, and like whatever, couldn't it be some version of like a covert? Ah. And, and, and it can manipulate its own mass to the point where it can like mm-hmm. slink under like a like a, a freaking door and go do whatever it wants. Couldn't in theory this alien rip itself off, creating separate like pieces of mass, mm-hmm. and then come up with a plan where like oh wow there's ten dudes or twelve dudes here. Let me infect every single one of them at the exact same time and be done with it. So there must be some rule that we're just not privy to that's my answer to you i don't know campbell just didn't think of this man i got him dude all right so we have criticized this story quite a bit but i will say that i enjoyed it i mean it definitely has its flaws but i'm i'm glad i read it i guess you know it's something i feel like i'm a big fan of the movie so i'm glad i'm kind of glad i read the origin of it all is that where you're at well i I appreciate, just like I was talking about with Ray Bradbury, I always appreciate um, in this story the the concept. I had not um, mm-hmm. thought so much about where this one being, like, if it, like, takes 
like pieces of its own mass to create like this new like version of itself within this organism to like infect other people and it still has its own mass i'd never thought of that before so i thought conceptually i thought that was really really interesting and like you said it's a wonderful inspiration for all of these other movies and like you said a ps2 game and everything so i did i did really like that all right last question before we go to our final category if someone has never seen the thing or read the thing or anything they're 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 jumping in would you recommend they read this first or just go straight to the the movie? <clears throat> um I Okay, so I think maybe almost do it as a companion and and I kind of appreciate the the comparison mm-hmm. of the two. Um if if I were to pick one, I would definitely say the movie. Um, yeah, me too. I, I I thought they pulled the tension out of the short story like far too often, but I also thought it was interesting. Like I said, when I was reading, I was also watching the movie at the same time, and I found that pretty interesting. I mean, like I said, there were small changes where, you know, instead of the bronze god, I'm I'm just picturing Kurt Russell as I'm reading. But um, I I would almost say simultaneously, man. I, I liked I liked reading and watching it at the same time. I would say movie first because I think that's the definitive version of the the story, right? That's the version like when you think of the thing, it's like oh that's it, that's the version you think of the 1982 movie. Like mm-hmm. people don't even know there was a movie made in 1951. People don't. Some people don't even know the 2011 prequel exists. You know, um, right. so I think that's the version you go to. Then I would read this afterwards. It might help you understand more what's going on. I, I feel like reading this without understanding the thing and the concept mm-hmm. would be pretty difficult you know yeah well, and, and and that's what i realized as i was reading and i was like dude i don't know what the hell's going on like and i'm, and I'm, I'm apparently supposed to talk about this with you so so ultimately but, we have so we we uh when we do movies we have categories like who's the mvp of this movie who's the what's the best line what's the best scene i don't, oh, I don't think it's necessary here because it's we don't need to do it for this book. I would say McReady is MVP, obviously. Oh yeah, uh, obviously. Uh, right. Not. Right. I wouldn't say John Campbell's MVP because I feel like he's <laughs> he he uh, he's the guy who comes in the game and just starts shooting buckets. You're like, hold on, buddy. No, we got we got to run plays. You know, like <laughs> he's just throwing uh-huh. up shit. Uh-huh. Um, he's just throwing. The sixth man would be the dogs. Um, like who's the sixth <laughs> man for? Who was it at the end of the? Who was it at the end of that? Was it was it Van Wall? There was like a guy that wasn't in the movie that was at the end of the story. I thought it was Van Wall that right. like McCready all of it. Yeah, and they were. I, I think I think Childs I think replaced him or whatever because he had Van Walls mm. at the end of the or whatever. So, but but I'm I'm okay with the dogs. I mean, hey man, they were they were fun. I was kind of man. I. I the logistics of where people were and what was happening was, I was like, wait, where are we now? What room are we in? I, I got kind of lost there. I forgot to throw that in there. But ultimately, we recommend this book, but I think it's with caveats, right? It's like, after you watch the movie, if you want yeah. to, but I would not go into this cold, right? No way, dude. I, 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 I will say that I appreciated the story. I did not like the story, but I appreciated... Yeah. <laughs> the ideas behind the story i think i liked it more than you but i definitely we have the same issues for sure it's not something i'm ever going to read again i'll tell you that and it's only 70 pages right right all right well next time you hear this podcast we'll be talking about the 1951 version the thing from another world all right the audio cut off there but thank you so much for listening i know this was different we've never talked about a book or 
any kind of writing on this ep- on this podcast, but uh, this was fun. It was really cool seeing the origin of the movie, the thing, you know, and you could really see the DNA there, the skeleton of the movie, and I like that the characters kind of carried over and stuff too. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it on this little weird experiment of ours. Um, if you want to follow me, Jared Yorton, on the socials, all the information is below. Um, email the podcast with questions. We will gladly ask them on air and answer them and do our best. Um, until then, see you next time.